Enough with embrace debate. Pointless yelling at each other on ESPN and Fox. Yet very little actual content. It's time for a change. A voice from the fan. For the fan. The most compelling topics in sports. All covered here. This is Corbett's Corner. All right, special edition of Corbett's Corner. We've got the same crew we started the college basketball season with, right? The college basketball manifesto. I went back, listened, so I'll uh, toot our horn for some good predictions we had and some funny ones that I had. I liked Kentucky this year and Terrence Clark for player of the year. Huh? Um, but first, let's get to Matt Cruzan. I-L-L. They blow out Michigan. But first, what was going on with Marty Mush? Like, he was messing around. He was reporting shit. I couldn't really follow it. W- what went on today? And then eventually, Illinois goes on and smokes Michigan. Uh, correct. I-N-I, as we say. But, yeah. No, Marty Mush is stupid. He, was, he had no idea, but obviously, because I.O. was never cleared by the doctor. Right. Uh I saw around like three o'clock today. Someone apparently the forums were saying he wasn't going to play. So those are right. Um, dude, huge win. That's all you can hope for. Uh, even though I didn't play, he definitely had um, an impact on this game. He's been like, you know, the culture he's building, keeping guys accountable. He's right there in every single huddle. Trent Frazier. Uh, I've been saying it all year. Um, or at least recently, he's going to get his number up in the rafters right next to IO. Um, Illinois doesn't retire numbers. They put guys' names and numbers up there. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, he came to Illinois. He was committed to Gross, him and DeMonte Williams. They uh, Gross got fired, but they stuck with Underwood. A bunch of guys transferred out. They were there from day one. IO comes the next year, uh, and Georgie, then Kofi the year after, and it's just been the whole package this year. Uh, turned into defensive player of the year in the Big Ten uh, candidate, and then Kofi download does everything. So yeah, you, you love to see it. I still think Michigan's a really good team. Yeah. They're going to play again. I, I really expect it. I guess if it was to be in the big 10 tournament, it would be in the championship because they will be the one and two seeds. And then I don't know, final four possibly, but just an off night for them. Illinois was absolutely locked in on defense. That was the key. They got every 50, 50 ball. They out rebounded them big time on the boards and uh, everyone contributed on offense. So there was one of the nice calls from the preseason. You had that marked from the get-go, Illini as one of the top seeds. Bracketology, that's got to be a lock, right, barring a collapse in the Big Ten tournament. Um, Ty, yeah. you had a – sorry, go ahead, Matt. No, I just say they're, uh, they're for sure at least the two or the one seed in the Big Ten. They wouldn't right. be the one unless of Michigan. For sure, lot, they, Michigan still plays Michigan State twice this week. Um, if Michigan loses one, I don't know if Illinois could be the one seed, um, but if they lose both, they definitely could be. So um, it'll come down to winning percentage because Michigan isn't playing as many games. Have to throw in Michigan. This game should have been played like two or three weeks ago uh, when Michigan, the whole university was on that shutdown. Um, but the women played on that night, that Thursday right. night when Illinois was scheduled to play them, but somehow the men didn't have to play. So keep that in mind. Another fantastic prediction by me. I had Michigan State to win the title this year. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, Ty, you actually did have a great prediction. You had FSU from the get-go, Leonard Hamilton, new contract, ACC. Uh, I was kind of shocked at how tepid the ACC was this year, but Florida State obviously stood out from the rest. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Yeah, Florida State had a lot of guys 
returning, and I thought that was definitely going to help Leonard Hamilton. And um, they played all season long so far. They've played real well. Uh, kind of surprised by Virginia. Uh, Virginia started off a little bit slow. Now they're starting to get back to uh, the team that they have been for the last five years where they just suck the absolute juice out of the game and play so unbelievably slow. And um, teams just are not used to that. And now they're starting to get some wins under their belt. But, yeah, no, I just think the quality in the ACC this year was down. I mean, Duke, yeah. not not good. North Carolina, not good. Syracuse, not good. So, I mean, Syracuse, yeah, they might end up squeaking into the tournament. But, I mean, who would have thought that Duke and North Carolina wouldn't be in it? And that's what's funny, too. And, uh, yeah, Kentucky, Michigan State, like a, a lot of blue bloods uh, really struggling struggling during the pandemic season. What's funny, too, is you guys were both so high on Syracuse and you brought them up. 14 and 8, it's kind of lining up to what they usually do. They sneak in as a 12 seed and then reach the final four. So that could honestly be exactly what happens. Um, so we're reaching the postseason. Uh, I will to my horn. I have been terrible at college basketball this year. Co Corbett suggests that my record as well. But the one thing I did have was Oregon in the Pac 10, right? Or Pac 12. Correct. I love Oregon. Dana Altman, great Hall of Fame coach, yeah. has a really good program out there. Chris Duarte, Brennan's cousin. Um, okay, let's get to the Missouri Valley. Um, Bradley's playing tomorrow, or excuse me. Yeah, so we're posting this on Wednesday, Thursday. 8-9 seed. What are expectations? The two-time defending champs last year, they took it as, what, a four seed? And then, of course, the tournament got canceled, March Madness. What are expectations as they go into round one of the Valley Arch Madness against the Salukis, if I'm not mistaken, Matt? Uh, one day at a time. I mean, my expectations personally are not high right now. As um, everyone would know, they were extremely high at the beginning of the year, coming off back to back. At this point, the completely decimated roster due to injury and suspension for God knows what happened. Um, end of the day, though, they just beat a banged up Drake team. Yes, yeah. Drake is banged up, but Drake is still a twenty-four and two team. That's very good. Um, so you beat SIU, and then uh, they would play. Yeah, they'd have Loyola. So, Loyola, right? Yeah. Uh, have fun with that. But I mean, last year we saw the one lose to the eight seed. Drake beat UNI as the one seed, and UNI was, you know, just as good as Loyola was this year, I suppose. But no, I actually think Loyola. Um, they have a legitimate chance to get back to the Final Four. Yeah. This team is probably better than that team from what three or four years ago. Uh, Cameron Crotwig in his last year, Lucas Williamson. They uh, they have guys who can make play. Bradley, uh, yeah, like I said, injuries. Ari Bora, eh, Ari Boya missed almost all year. Jay Sean banged up. Shawnees, and then you got guys getting in trouble. Who, you know, yeah, we'll see. on to next year probably. Uh, former team manager, Missouri Valley Conference team manager of the year, Ty Dolson. What are your thoughts on the squad this year? Uh, disappointed is an understatement. I mean, like Matt said, I was super high on the Braves this year. Um, and these last few games watching the games, I mean, I'm getting about as excited for the Bradley Braves games as I do for the Minnesota Timberwolves games. Yes. And that's not saying much. Um, so the thing is Bradley, yeah. When you can't have guys stay disciplined and get in trouble, that just really tears a team's. Uh, chemistry 
And then you have guys who can't stay healthy as well, which obviously it's, it's not on them, but yeah. I mean, they, there are, there's so many different lineups going out there. No one knows who's going to be playing. Um, the only upside is rink Moss actually is, he's looking like a decent big guy out there right now. So uh, he was named to the all freshman team. Um, so that, that was good news. But besides that, there's not much good news right now in the Bradley basketball program. Um, the Salukis and Bradley did split um, this series earlier this year. However, I would be pretty shocked to see Bradley pull this one out. Um, I, I think the Salukis win. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be rooting and I'm going to be getting yeah. into the game. They are 11 o'clock Friday. I, I'm ready to go. Um, however, what? Yeah, isn't it Thursday? Tomorrow first. Sorry, Thursday. Sorry, Thursday. My fault. My fault. Yes, Thursday. Thursday. And then they end up going and then they play Loyola, who, like Matt said, I think Loyola ends up winning the Missouri Valley. However, I believe that they will be playing Missouri State in the final this year. Hmm. I like Missouri State as the three seed. Um, Drake, obviously, coming off the loss to Bradley, um, also getting absolutely embarrassed by um Loyola earlier once now they did end up winning the second time that they played if I'm not mistaken and um but no I I just think uh Missouri State they got uh, two guys who were named to the Missouri Valley conference team and um no I just think that they're going to be able to beat Drake and get to Loyola and then I think sister Jean's gonna be (laughs) Having a little magic there for the Ramblers. There you go. So that's your bracket uh, prediction. I was going to ask you, Matt, you highlighted on Loyola. Is there another dark horse that you could see your Missouri State, so to speak? I think I saw Lunardi had, what was it, Drake last four in, last four out? Yeah, so obviously they they had that incredible against the number and undefeated record and then obviously dropping some late here. Um. I think Drake can definitely get there to the final. I don't know if they beat Loyola. They are getting healthier. They should get Shaquan Hemphill back. Roman Penn was first team all conference. He's done for the year. Uh, Indiana State, interesting development. They went 11 and 7 in conference, 14 and 9, and their coach is parting ways, like basically fired. Hmm. Doesn't really make much sense. I mean, getting into the Valley as a four seed yeah. uh, with a winning record, that's. Uh, I, don't, I don't really know what's going on there, but they're a really good team. So now I could see them, you know, I, he's coaching the season out. So he's coaching the tournament, uh, playing for him, maybe an inspired bunch and they're a talented group. I mean, they're, they're uh, four seed for a reason. Jake LaRavia, I think was first team all conference. I'm not sure. Maybe second. Uh, he's very good. Tyreek key was first team all conference, but he might be hurt. I don't know. Uh, it should be interesting. Last year, it was Valpo as the seventh seed. They beat yeah, Loyola right. and then got to the championship. So, uh, I mean, Bradley could get there. Anything could happen. I will say Marcus Domask is out for I- or SIU. He's our best player. So, that kind of helps a depleted Bradley roster have a better chance. If they play inspired like they did against Drake, never know. Bradley kicks off the Missouri Valley Tournament on Thursday. They'll crown a champion on Sunday. Look what we got tomorrow, too, or today when we're posting this. We've got the Atlantic 10 in the morning, Atlantic Sun, Ohio Valley, Patriot League. So a bunch of conference tournaments getting underway, too. Um, Okay, so my hottest of hot takes, Brian Wardle hot seat. 
come on. Give me the days of Fred Brown in the 1910s when he was going 91 and 65. How about Alfred J. Robertson, my dude, coaching through World War II, 316 and 87, 187. I know, I, know his, I know Archie's grandson. There you go. Uh, yeah, so this was me Wikipediaing uh, the Bradley coaches, of course. How I'm about Gino fan. Ford? Do that one. Well, here you go. So how about the legend Forty Anderson? Did you know... There are three total coaches in Bradley University's 120-year history that are below 500. Gino Ford, Brian Wardle. Jim Les, And Bob Venata. Those are the three, I believe. I you you at least, if you did the research, will you at least tell me who Bradley's best coach of all time is, please? Uh, the legend uh, Alfred J. Robertson. No, yeah. come on, I'm a fake Bradley fan. You know, this is my Dick, persona, Dick my shtick. Versace, he was their coach when Hawkins was there in the 80s. They were like, national. Oh, I did see that. I thought his name was Versace. No, he's not on the fucking hot seat. He had to take over the mess that Gino Ford created in five years. Ford was given five years, so Wardle had to start like completely day one to bring in all his guys. They had one or they had two horrific years kind of as expected and then he did what he broke a 30-year drought of winning the valley not once and then he followed it up with two he has 10 years of job security when wardo leaves he will go to a better job not a worse one i promise you that so let's get rid of the hot take because huh? literally, oh. literally the best coach they've had in 30 years like we, we got to put that what one about that. the record though and i think the only no, reason okay but like those first two years we they're gonna hold him back and he's probably close to 500 i i don't expect yeah he's like seven below he's like 94 and 101 yeah. right so that's pretty good where he had to come from i yeah. mean you it was definitely a disappointing year but it was uh as challenging a year as any with covid to begin with but that's everybody so i'm not gonna you know that's fine but you had to shut down you have your guy like i don't know uh ty your thoughts you've served under both coaches gino and brian (laughs) yeah um no thank you um both of them great guys um uh let's just put it that way i'm really enjoyed my time uh under Gino, as well as my short stint under Wardle since I graduated. I was looking to come back as a fifth year manager, but hold on. I got to point out like, <laughs> I, I talk about Frazier and uh, Williams committing to Underwood. I mean, Tyler committed to Wardle after he left. So he I did. Mean, you I did not. Started. I served, I think, four days as basketball team manager and quit. <laughs> oh, Sorry, oh, Ty. He also recommended me. <laughs> I did. I, uh, no, I stuck it all the way out. And no, I enjoyed every single minute of it. Um, the one thing that I'm most concerned about right now for uh, Wardle is where do you go from here now with your roster? I mean, you have the guys on the suspension. Matt and I were talking a little bit of it before we hopped on here. Um, I mean, I'm assuming Eli's not coming back. Nolan, probably not coming back. Kingsby, uh, not coming back. Now, those are, th- are three guys where – I mean, he probably wasn't pl- – he was probably assuming at least two of the three were going to come back. I think I think, think Eli would have came back for sure. I think he would have. But uh, that's just my personal opinion. But now, I mean, I honestly am not quite sure, and I'm going to ask you, Matt, because you know a lot more about the recruiting stuff than I do. Does Bradley have some recruits coming in that are supposed to be nice? Or? They have uh, a kid out of Indiana that is supposed to be pretty solid. His name is Connor Hickman, like a 6'3 or 4 shooting guard. Uh, 
Yeah, I think you plan for child. You plan for the seniors to leave, so I don't count those as losses. Yeah, you maybe they would have come back, and that's certainly ruled out now. Uh, Terry Nolan Jr. though, absolutely, that would be a loss if he is not back. I'm still not ruling anything out. Let's let it play out before we make yeah. any determinations. I would, I would say it's safe to say we're done seeing Childs and Kingsby though. Um, so yeah, I actually think the roster is in an all right spot. Ari Boya has been here three years now. He's been hurt every single year. So, you know, I mean, you can't really count on him. Rink Moss, you pointed out, was on the all-freshman team. He was a very big, bright spot. Henry will be back for one more year. Uh, you got Shawnees presumably back. Uh, you return a lot of minutes, but, yeah, you got you to gotta make strides. And then the transferred portal and NCAA, especially when they say kids don't have to sit out, which I would expect that to happen again next year, like everyone gets a waiver uh, for their transfer. Uh, that's always an option to keep an eye on. It's kind of a fake take by me. I'm just trying to be a contrarian saying that I know Wardle's been a great guy, a great coach back to back, but it does. Uh, he hasn't been a great guy, but he's a great coach. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the reason I have a vendetta against him is because I quit on him so early in his tenure as a team manager. Um, but I, I think it, it sucks that he was a four seed that won back to back and it was taken away, you know, like the diehards know it, but the outside fan doesn't realize Dude, that. Not only do we know it, like that team was poised. Yes. That someone like they were going to upset someone. Year. Yes. They almost beat Michigan state the year before as a yes. seed. That team was much better last year. I, not only were they going to win a, one game as like a 12, 13, 14 seed, I think they were a sweet 16 team like they were in 05, 06. That was a huge one where Illinois was poised for a run. Illinois had just clinched the four seed in the Big Ten tournament. Um, they were going to be a four or five seed in the big one and have final four potential. So, yeah, huge bummer. Illinois at least followed it up this year, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, it's not. Well, that's what I was going to say. Uh, Sorry, Ty. Isn't it tough because you guys were kind of illuminating this. You had the back-to-back wins, the conference title, and then expectations and a lackluster year. Again, pandemic, tough. You know, you're seeing even the blue uh, blood struggle. Um, But you were touching on it. Recruits, where do you go from here? Are you going to be able to bounce back, or is this the new trajectory? One more thing. Uh, sorry, Ty. I did like everything from the freshmen, though. Jason Kent had a lot of good flashes. Uh, Darius Hannah had a lot of highlights and a lot of flashes. Rink Moss, four more years eligibility. So, I mean, you have young pieces in place to keep building the program up. Yeah, no, that's true. No, one thing I was just going to say before um, you asked the question, I was just going to say, I mean, Dale, we almost witnessed, we were three rows off the court when they were giving Izzo a big scare there. They almost took uh, that first half money line. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God, that, that was crazy. Grinning. Yeah, we were all there live, us three. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay, let's get your guys' thoughts on kind of overall tournament. Are you going to expect some surprises? Is it Gonzaga? Is it Baylor? Is it Illinois? Um, or is there going to be a lower seed? Um, Corbett's corner, Tyler Dawson, Matt Cruz, and I'm Dylan Corbett. Let's do those thoughts, and then we'll make fun of Minneapolis professional sports together. Ty, what are you expecting for uh, March Madness? Um, March Madness, I, I still think Gonzaga um, is just a little bit above everyone right now. Um, yes, it's a little unfortunate that they didn't really get the non-conference schedule that they normally have. So there might be some questions as to how good are they actually. And that could definitely mess up some brackets if they end up falling short. Um, another thing that is going to be interesting to watch is though, um, 
Indianapolis is going to be allowing some fans at all, all these games yeah. from the NCAA tournament. So how is that going to affect teams who've been playing in libraries for the entire season? I mean, uh, good point. So yeah, no, that I think that's going to be a huge factor. Um, however, no, I think Gonzaga. If I had to pick a Final Four right now, I would probably go Gonzaga, Illinois, Iowa, and then my fourth one would probably actually be uh, West Virginia. Okay. I like it. Um, Matt, I think I'm going to officially latch myself onto the coattails. I'm an ILL or INI fan. As you said it, I will be rooting for them this tournament. What are you expecting as a pretty much a one seed? And then you're looking at Gonzaga, Baylor, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, expectations could not possibly be higher after what they just did tonight without yeah. IO. Um, literally could it was best case scenario in in every single facet so that's ultimately going to set me up for some brutal heartbreak, heartbreak or yeah. more excitement but um i did say before they played today i said this uh, it was actually gino we were breaking down the game i said because we're i was like i don't think i was going to play tonight and i'm like there's bigger games and more important wins ahead so like yeah, yeah it'd be great if they win tonight um but if they don't, it's okay. They're, they're going to play Michigan again, I think. They're going to play Iowa in the Big Ten semifinal, most likely. Like Bigger things are ahead. Uh, my Final Four, yes, Illinois, of course, but it's Gonzaga. I still think uh, you better hope you catch Gonzaga on an off night because if they're remotely on, they're uh, extremely balanced. Yes, they play in a weak conference, but they also uh, beat the breaks off Iowa. They beat West Virginia. They beat the absolute piss out of Virginia um other good teams I have uh Baylor in my final four as well my fourth team uh Houston if it works mm. out I actually think it'll most likely line up that if Illinois is a one Houston would probably be the two the top two in their region Illinois will probably be the fourth four seed or one seed Anyway, Houston, super good. People don't talk about them as much as they should because also they're in the American. The Americans down this yeah. year. Wichita State's not what they used to be. Cincinnati's horrible this year. Uh, yeah, they're the only ranked team in their conference. Memphis isn't good. Houston, though, Calvin Sampson, extremely good. Uh, Michigan will be right there. Ohio State right there. Yeah. Iowa right there. And then also Florida State will be right there. People have stopped talking about them as much because they went through a shutdown very recently. Uh but they're they're gonna be right there. It should be fun, uh, fun March ahead. Best time of the year. Best time of the year. We're finally gonna get March Madness, which is gonna be awesome. Um, Ty Dawson's heading to Vegas here in about a week. Um, yeah, I like Baylor, Illinois, Gonzaga always worries me because they're the last undefeated team right in there. Um, you know, that worries me of like Wichita yeah, State. You'd rather than take a loss in the regular season to get it out of the way, no doubt. Kansas and Villanova is like a three or four seed always kind of scares me. Um, but I'm excited. Um, okay, let's go to Ty Dawson here for 10-year veteran tight end Kyle Rudolph getting cut today by the Vikings. Um Let's just say I think a lot of Vikings fans saw this one coming. It, it's not really a shock. Uh, salary cap is very, very tight. Um, now they get a, a $5 million back for the team. So it's tough to see Rudolph go, though. I mean, he's done a lot for the city. I mean, probably his biggest play yeah. was against New Orleans in that um, playoff push game. Push-off, right? 
Uh, no, no, no push up. It's hit the weight room. I mean, I don't, I don't understand how anyone can even say that's a push up. I mean, it's just a big fella just picking on a little four year old. I mean, sure. It's just, yeah, he's just going up there, just stealing that ball. So, well, um, my, my thing with the salary cap, though, and it's like, I agree with that. And I think they, the Vikings kind of did Rudolph 30. It's like, hey, we're giving you this contract. Hey, you're going to be a blocker. Uh, and then you eventually cut him. Hopefully, you know, I'd like to see that guy do well, sign with a playoff contender and do something. But you guys extended him in 2019. Like the mismanagement is, you know, all over the city connected by dots. Well, yeah, no, that's that's a whole another topic um, for another night. However, I mean, Rudolph, Rudolph did not want to take a pay cut. Right. Um, he wanted. Why should he? Yeah. But no, no, no. I understand. No, I, I totally understand that. No, I'm with but you. like that they tacked him. And then, I mean, Irv Smith is showing some bright stuff and obviously sure. he's younger. He's a little bit more electric. He's can get up and down the field a little bit more. Um, but then you lose the veteran status of Rudolph and Rudolph's done so much for the city too. Um, especially at like the children's hospitals and stuff like that. And he's been nominated for man of the year by the Vikings several times. So it's, it's tough for obviously not just the organization to lose them, but fans in the city. Um, so yeah, no, definitely a sad day, but wish him the best in his future. And hopefully he has a good solid career, but not on any NFC North team. That's for sure. <laughs> right. Speaking of NFC North, uh, Matt, do you have thoughts on Rudolph Vikings and what about the bears flirting with Alex Smith, specifically Nagy? It's a, uh, it's a bad day for the city of Minneapolis. Anytime you lose a golden domer, like Kyle Rudolph, um, <laughs> No, actually, in all seriousness, he actually he did like a ton off the field for oh, uh, the community. He's very well revered. Um, Bears, they'll find a way to do something stupid. Yeah, I mean, no, Alex Smith is actually yeah probably going to be the quarterback um, some way or another. So right. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's Illinois season, dude. I'm not like yes. Gonna... Okay, that's Last fine. That's up. fair. Uh, Good vibes only. If if they so okay, no, I actually will say something. It was a it was an interesting article. It's right on the head. It's like Nagy and Pace are on their last year of their deal. They were brought back with one more year like left. They just weren't fired. They probably should have been. Um, they could mortgage the future because if they don't and get a quarterback they're not going to be here anyway that was the the article if you have the same quarterback room with nick Foles or alex smith or mitch trubisky you're not going to be better than an eight and eight and you're going to get fired like you're not going to be brought back but if you sell four first round picks bringing in a quarterback if it still doesn't work out yeah you might get fired but you're not having to deal with that mess anymore you get your quarterback and you figure out how to replace no first round draft picks or you get fired it's your choice so it's a gamble stan van gundy did this to the detroit pistons i think it was a month before he got fired he traded like a ridiculous amount of assets for blake griffin who hasn't had a dunk in a year and a half Set, he gets canned. Now he's with the Pelicans. Set the franchise. You see where the Pistons are at. Um, yeah. Okay, so we'll get you guys out of here on this. Uh, Charlotte Hornets plus one at the T Wolves tomorrow. Are we going 0 5? Chris Finch. It, yeah, you do it. Until uh, it <laughs> I, I totally agree. Yeah. I, I mean, that that is just laughable that the Wolves <laughs> are favored right now. Absolutely laughable. That's pretty damn funny. We'll see. Uh, Corbett's Corner, Tyler Dawson, Matt Cruzen. I appreciate your guys' time. Appreciate you, the listener, uh, posting this out on the Wednesday. Enjoy the college hoops, and we will talk to you tomorrow.